0: Thank you for listening to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. For those who are joining us for the first time, welcome. We suggest you grab a pad, a paper, and a pen so that you can take notes. What you're about to hear will inspire some really interesting questions. Jot those questions down, post them in the comment box below, and we can continue on the conversation anytime. Our book club dives deep into Chapter 3 of Pay Me What I'm Worth. In Chapter 3, we first explore the benefits of learning the difference between what we think we know as fact and what we think is fiction about our own lives. As we discover our truths, we gain clarity on what kind of teacher, what kind of mentor, or what type of coach will help us learn and grow. Once again, grab something to take notes with. Over the next few minutes, let your explorer out to play. Our journey to explore our sense of worth begins now. One of the interesting things to play with in chapter three, why are you worth it, is this thing
1: that, the difference between fact and fiction. Right? Yeah. Right, Uh uh-huh. One of the interesting things that's been coming up, I've actually been going back through chapter three My time with Chapter 3 during our journey with Team Seekers, during that time frame, the wheels pretty much fell off for me. (laughs) I I don't know how to explain it any other way than that, in that I looked at Chapter 3 and I looked at what was going on. I intuitively felt these inconsistencies in my life. And I was like, I just can't go there. I just can't go there. (laughs) That was my belief system. But what's interesting is now I'm exploring Chapter 3. Now I'm exploring these truths and these the facts and the fiction. As I throw out ideas and haul this book around at work and develop new friendships with coworkers, it's interesting because the coworkers that I'm attracting to me see this book and they have their pre-wrote script on how to put it down. It was very interesting because last year at this time I would have taken great offense to anybody putting it down and I would have actually thought felt, felt a need to confront them on the spot and set them straight. <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead, what I'm finding myself doing is understanding the joke and understanding the discomfort there. I can see where you want to protect yourself from ridicule because this is some deep stuff, isn't it? And I'll say stuff like that. This is some <laughs> deep stuff, man, right? And they're like, You know, okay, time for me to go back to work. (laughs) So it's been very interesting because it's a part of the culture. Everything that's in the media, there's this programming. And the programming is anybody who's studying personal development or anybody who's like out there really telling the truth about things. Well, you better have a joke for them and it's built in. But it's built in because there's this discomfort with exposing oneself. It's been really interesting to have that exploration happening and then to also apply some different things in chapter three, like remembering the joke. I don't repeat the joke. What I'll do is I'll remember, yeah, it's really interesting. You brought that up the other day and I'll spin it. I'll spin it in a way that shows my reflection on the joke. And they have an aha moment. Like, holy crap. Oh, yeah. You're kind of smart. (laughs) You potster.
2: (laughs) you
1: potster. (laughs) That's been a real fun way to take just the chapter three material, create another level, level of worth for myself.
0: I introduced the concept of a wisdom bank here. On page 46, we talk about withdrawals and deposits, right? Yeah. So you're learning that you can deposit into your wisdom, make anything you want, and when the timing is right, the withdrawal, quote
1: unquote, will bubble up naturally. It'll bubble up naturally, and it'll come out in a way that's fun and adds to the value of others mm-hmm. and myself, that I can add to the value of this life, I this experience and this virtue, so I can add value, and that's so cool. That's <laughs> so <laughs> 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 cool.
2: I think the best way I've found to add value for me is just to have fun because when I'm having fun and when I like what I'm doing, other people start to like that and just pick up on it. Like, yeah. oh, dude's having fun. He's happy. He's getting out there. He's doing something. And, and then. They turn their heads, and I'm like, yeah, I enjoy what I'm doing. Whether it's creating music or public speaking or creating content or putting up YouTube videos, someone sees that, oh, this person's out there, and that inspires them. They're like, I could get out there too. And one of the most powerful things last night I saw was people got inspired. They're like, oh, I see a real physical thing now. That was a lot of excitement going to that event. Maybe I could get that. Yep. Yep. I'm
0: curious. I'd like you to reflect back on Chapter 3. What fact shocked you? What fiction got popped?
3: What fact shocked me? (laughs) What fiction got popped? Gee, taking a look at reality was something that really got popped for me. (laughs) 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 Like, how many years have I been... Trying to make something, I guess, that whole fiction of it's better to give than receive finally got popped. I was like, oh, I guess, you know, that makes sense. Wow, how much giving I've done and it's been so out of balance. Wow, what am I doing? That whole question of what have I been doing all these years? It's not like I'm going to be living on this earth forever. I better change something. Something's out of whack. Something's out of balance here because I've been doing this for years. Nothing has changed. (laughs) That whole idea got popped for me and it was a huge revelation for me. I mean, a huge perspective that shifted for me. Wow.
1: The biggest fact and the the fiction that got popped, I can do what I love, love what I do, and everybody else be damned. Uh-huh. There was this fallacy in terms of, because I'm the follow your bliss guy, I should be able to follow my bliss and do anything I darn well please and the universe is just going to yield to me. <laughs> really? With that attitude? <laughs> um, uh, wow. Yeah. Proof <laughs> is in the pudding in the job after job after job and the lack of stability. Proof is in the pudding with the relationship after relationship after relationship and no stability. Proof is in the, I mean, and over and out, right down that timeline in every single section was this lack of stability. The only stability was I was unstable. Uh huh. And that was the fact. The fact was, you're unstable. You created instability. How in the world are you gonna build on instability? So what chapter three woke me up to, I saw it as a financial piece, but now I really see it as a life piece. For me, the financial piece was create stability first. Build on the stability so that it's so rock-solid that confidence is built into it. And then take some risks that don't threaten the core stability, but only enhance it. Uh And then step into really doing, if I could do anything I wanted, and I actually can because I have the stability, what would that be? (laughs) Now I have something I can teach because I've been there, done that, and actually owned the t-shirt on it.
0: If I walked up to David H. Paul in July of 2015 <laughs> and told David H. Paul to his face what David H. Paul will do in one year's time, what would David H. Paul say
1: back? That could happen, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> it could happen it's a possibility that you could wholesale change out your life it's what possibly- would be the dialogue going in the background i sure hope that person isn't right but oh my god would it be yes holy crap i better really do something about this but i have no idea what to do so i think i'll just worry
3: <laughs> ah,
0: okay <laughs> any idea why i'm probing
3: I suppose to find out how much or how many times over and over again that we worry or have doubt or guilt or shame, but maybe it's just running in the background and we're not really picking up on it because we're so busy in this reality or quote, unquote, this side of our fiction. We're in our fiction rather than our truth. Bingo. go.
1: Yeah that's it right there. That question had been asked of me a year ago today. The question wouldn't even hit me in a way I could put meaning to it. I just would have no clue how to even understand the question. I honestly look, if I look back, I can say I would have taken great offense to even the question even coming up. How dare you question my integrity? It's like, well, do you have any? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get real. Wow. Oh my God, do your deeds match your word or are you just smoke and mirrors, man? (laughs) That's the truth. I mean, now it's my truth, is that I can look back in my history and I can see the smoke and mirrors. And I'm a great
0: creator. What I'm hearing so far is you allowed yourself to do something very few people do. You got compassionately real with yourself. Is that accurate?
3: Awesome. hmm I know I had to get real with myself. I was so tired of the whole idea of just going through survival mode all the time. I really never even took a look at all the beliefs that I was holding on to about what I learned through personal development. I really had to go through some rewiring with what I had learned through personal development. And I don't know how or why that took place, but even with my past personal development, there were things that I learned that I had to rewire because it just was not my truth.
0: There's also part of our own structure of continuity and meaning that if there's something just kind of itching in the background, it's going to itch until we scratch it,
3: right? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Unless it's resolved in my heart, in my mind, then it doesn't feel resolved. And no amount of telling me not to go there, not to think about it, not to look at it, is going to resolve it. Just the idea of closure really does help. It does put peace in your heart when you can have that for yourself.
1: And the freedom means something.
3: (laughs) Yeah, there you go.
0: (laughs) Yeah. As we segue into the second half of chapter three, will we start looking at what it's like to go find someone who can be a mentor? Recall that?
3: Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy.
0: What happens when you find somebody who you think is going to be your mentor? And because you're attracting that person to you, you we all know we attract people to ourselves that they're most likely going to need to work on the same shit that I work on. right? Yep,
3: yeah. uh-huh. What yeah. happens
0: if you find a mentor who they can't get past their
3: own crap? Mm. Wow, that's a good question. For many, many years, I think I was my own best mentor because I had to disagree in my own way, in my own mind, in my own heart, maybe not verbally with my mentor, but there were times that I disagreed with my mentor. I really had to reconcile a lot of my stuff on my own. If I come across somebody <laughs> has still has to reconcile their own stuff, I, the switch would flip, and I'd probably be the one telling him or her that, hey, here we are, you're telling me this, and uh, I'm seeing this, so something doesn't jive here. Something's not quite right here. <laughs> it doesn't sound right to me right now. And I would have to take a step back because I'm not seeing – my truth and their truth don't coincide for some reason.
1: I've had mentors where that's come up, where it's like they just can't seem to get past their own thing. And I judged that person. I passed judgment and then I was like, well, whatever, I'll move on. And what I'd really like to see, what I'd really like to have as my experience, what I'd like to contemplate myself into, is the notion that, wow, I've got this issue and my mentor does too, what if we could come together and explore some solutions together that could help us and help others? How cool would that be? Bingo.
3: Yeah. That would be the perfect way to... Oh my gosh. And yeah. both of us students and teachers through the whole experience of...
1: <laughs> Just to find, pay me what I'm worth, Marcia. <laughs>
3: Uh,
1: (laughs) thus
0: striking the divine balance between giving and receiving.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I feel the wheels turning now. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yeah.
0: But do you get the essence of what we're looking at in Chapter 3? I'm inviting you to find a mentor, but find a mentor who you really have found a mentor. Yeah? Yeah.
3: Right, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And in doing so, it further plows open <laughs> who am I and what am I looking for, right?
3: Right.
2: right. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's for me looking at a mentor who mm. has done exactly what I want to do. And I can look at that and say, this is a person I can not copy, but get in some ideas and some guidance from to create what I want to create. And hopefully I can be that and I can also be receiving of that. That's the whole idea of balance for me.
0: So as you ponder being teachers, you are teachers now, or becoming teachers of this program. You're stepping into that mentorship role full square, right?
3: hmm hmm yes. Yeah.
0: What Pandora's box is this kicking open?
3: Oh boy. (laughs) I sometimes wonder how do I deal with this person without wanting to come to a quick judgment. I wonder if I can actually call somebody out on their own craft and do it in a way without making them feel that I'm judging them. What a chore that is. (laughs) <laughs> what a job that is. <laughs> well,
0: there's a the technique that I used. I don't know if you've picked up on it. I did it every time. When I asked one person if I could dive a little deeper with them, what did I actually do? do you no, you're always asking permission. Asking permission asking to me? fall on the crap. When I ask you permission to go deep with you, your natural reaction is going to be, soul's going to go deep with me now, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Did I? No. We as a class, or as I as a person, went deep within myself. All you were doing was help guide us to reveal something that I may have not have seen before. And that's actually why I like chapter two to chapter three. There's something I'm neglecting in my skill set or about me. That I come to chapter three and I look for a mentor who doesn't have my skill set or doesn't see something deep. And then I wonder if I'm not resonating deep within myself about something, can I really choose a good mentor if that's not the case?
0: Wow. Did I ever specifically focus on one individual when I went deep? Or did I broaden it to all of us, including myself? You
3: brought. You
2: brought it in. That was everybody.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, everybody. If you ask
1: permission is a neat technique because all it does is say, "Hey, wake up." Yep. Yeah. Hey,
3: hey, yeah. hey, pay
1: attention, and you're just being specific with that. <laughs> and this might be good for all of us.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did
1: you notice that, or did you just now notice that? Oh, uh, I well, have <laughs> so noticed I go it. Go back and I and I ran out of fingers and toes a number of times in the last year. Just and and sometimes it was me, sometimes it was Marsha, sometimes it was Kareem's. In every single person got their time of, would it be okay if we really, uh-huh. really went deep with you? And once they, had, I, you got that yes, then it was. And this might be really helpful for all of us. Sure will be Yeah.
0: So Marsh, to answer your question and dive deep into someone else's stuff, you're yeah. going to notice that every time I dove deep, it's because that person is voicing what we're all thinking.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so wondering or guessing SMR
0: of its there. So, part of your interviewing process of looking for mentors, what was it about Chapter Three really mm, made you stretch your boundaries beyond what you thought you could stretch?
3: <laughs> I really wanted to know what I wanted more of and what I wanted less of, and I wasn't sure about that yet. Mm. at that point so there was that curiosity that peaked for me and i really wanted to discover more of what do i really want more of and what do i want less of of course chapter four was perfect because it hit it on the nail what i don't want and what i want more (laughs) of What was very interesting in our
1: conversation when I asked you questions, those questions, you did what you always do, which was return a question. Well, let's dive deep. Are you okay with that? (laughs) You know? And you asked me the question. And what was interesting was that those questions led me into exposing my fallacies. Yep. Yeah you let me in there without it being threatening or and now I see that and I say that's a model I would like to teach from yeah it's also a model that I really love learning from In I love learning in that way I love exploring myself in that way where my mentor says I love you just the way you are you're perfect you don't have to change a thing but just in case you're looking to change have you thought of it this way?
2: <laughs>
1: ask you a question, and just see what bubbles up.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's been a gift. So, David, let me twist your mind, if I may. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the paradox. Here it comes. <laughs> oh boy, get ready to duck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? Do my questions reveal of me?
1: Wow.
3: I'm thinking the the reverse of the reflections or the traits that are reflected in your personality that you see in my personality or that and vice versa. The things that you don't like about yourself, things that you do like about yourself, you probably can see them through somebody else's eyes.
1: <laughs> you know, up. that's
3: happened for me. That's happened for me, definitely. Like, wow, the traits that are within me that I just that I don't know about, maybe I'm blind to, but somebody else might be able to see it. Wow. Possibly a reflection of what I don't want in a mentor that is possibly something that is a part of me and I don't know it, but I need to change it. So I might be able to see that reflection from somebody else's eyes or just from what they're seeing about me.
1: Mm -hmm. Getting warmer. There's a couple of layers to this boy that's interesting soul because i see that there's this practicing what you preach but there's this notion that the question popped for you and rather than you even putting a filter on it you put it out there i know you've done that with me because i felt the energy i've been I've been hit when smack and so go oh wow and i had the notion that the same thing was happening for you in the same moment that you were going oh wow Holy crap, that just came out. Whoa. (laughs) I think what your question reveals about you is where you are in terms of your own exploration and your own evolution. Mm -hmm. And sometimes some of those questions are also, oh, I remember when this occurred for me and now this (laughs) person. there too, and I wanna, in the most loving way, ask a question that would just kinda help ease them into the transition, and if not, that's okay too.
2: What your questions reveal about you is what you see in us, simply. That you have had a past experience, and I'm, I'm addressing you so, that you're giving me, or Marsha, or David, or Rick, or Cheryl, some wisdom that you've experienced and that can guide guide along the journey. So it's like a GPS telling you taking this road before it's bumpy. <laughs> Maybe this road can help guide you. And that's all I'm looking in for a mentor.
0: Definitely getting hotter. Let me rethink <laughs> it. I
2: need a frying pan.
0: <laughs> as a parent, When you watch your child do something you did, and you know the outcome when you did it was not good, and you watch your child setting it all up, you watch your child taking the exact same steps you took and you've got a 99.99999% feeling that the outcome is going to be what you experienced and it wasn't good. What did you do?
3: (laughs) Oh my goodness. With my own kids. challenged you. Surprisingly enough, with my own kids, I think they learned through seeing how crazy mom was. At the time, <laughs> actually said to themselves, well, I'm not going to follow that route. No way. <laughs> and I didn't have that situation where I had to deal with my kids in that way. But they were around when they saw how my mom and I interacted. I think they felt bad for my mom. Um, thinking my mom is really some poor grandma. You know, <laughs> I was that child. And I'm just so thankful today that my mom, I think she's quiet. She did what she could. She said what she could, but she let me be. She let me learn my lesson.
1: Yeah. I have a very, very fresh example of this (laughs) raising kids. And what I thought was an open dialogue going on about what's going to happen. I thought that I was exploring with her the options. What do you think about this and what about that and what would this look like and how would that feel? That's what I envisioned myself doing. But yesterday, I brought it up again. And her response to me was, oh, you already have your mindset. You know exactly what you think is right. You haven't even talked to anybody about the options. And that was her response to me. You haven't even talked to you, but you have all the answers here. You think you know it's right. You now, most parents that I know If that came out of their child, there'd be hell to pay. For me, it was, oh, I'm not lined up here. There's been a boat that's been missed. What I hold my hat on is with my kids, I allow them to explore. I allow them to find their own discomfort. I allow them to learn from it. The lessons of life are more powerful than anything else that I can get in the way of. I've really held my hat on that. You're perfect just the way you are, and you can't get it wrong, and you're never going to get it all done, and neither am I, so let's enjoy the ride. So here I was in this contradiction. I felt it, and I was like, okay, I want to be the authority. Do I really want to be the authority here, or is that even necessary? And I said straight to her, at the same time, whatever you decide to do and, and make a decision to roll up your sleeves on, I know beyond shadow of doubt that it'll all work out, that you'll do just perfect. And just so you know, you're 100%
3: responsible
1: for your outcomes. I'm right here in your corner, and I'm holding the space for exactly what you want.
3: I think as a parent we become more wise in that way by helping our kids navigate through those kind of situations. If my mom would have told me, you have to do something that way, I would have run the opposite way just because you're telling me I have to do it. So I kind of learned how to deal with my kids from that.
0: (laughs) So now you know how to teach, baby, what I'm worth.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Just like a mom or a dad who teaches their kids. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I I would venture this, just like a mom or a dad learns from their kids.
3: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mmm, boy. Now I'm really starting to notice that every time I read the book again, it seems like there's new things that I never read the first time. What the heck's going on here? <laughs> 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 How did it pass me by the first time? It seems like I'm reading a t- totally different book now. <laughs> or maybe it's just because I have such so much more perspective. It's Changed. So I know I'm changing <laughs> every single day. <laughs> so
0: I feel finish. David's head bobbing up and down.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. One of the key takeaways in Chapter 3 for me now is this notion of life and, and learning and mentoring and menteeing <laughs> and also truths in my fallacy is that it's all in a flow. That's always in the process of becoming more or becoming less or becoming more, it's always in balance. I get to choose how if I recognize how imbalanced it is. Just to recognize how imbalanced it is, it's really fun. It's a really cool exploration. It's a lot of fun. And it's the stuff of life. And it's that's so exciting.
0: Now that you have a sense of what's happening in our book club, are you ready to join us? To join us, just visit bit.ly forward slash paymeclub to learn more. There's a live clickable link in the show notes directly below. After registering, log into our book club audio library so that you can catch up on what you missed. You're welcome to start or join discussions already in progress. We look forward to you joining us as we explore ways to learn and grow. Together, one day, one person, one step at a time, we grow more awake and aware of what our worth is all about. We hope you join us today. You're worth it. Thank you for listening to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. To access hundreds of on-demand, downloadable shows, visit bit.ly forward slash payradio. Again, bit.ly forward slash pay radio. Anytime, there's a live clickable link right here in the show notes. We look forward to hearing you or possibly seeing you in our next monthly book club.